0: this be one of the best moments of your life? You're listening to the Business Mirror Podcast. For a broader look on business with Senior Editor, Dennis Estopase.
1: Good day. Today we are going to talk to Ms. Chitwan, co-founder of EcoStore and longtime advocate of organic products, as well as as Mr. Martin Schluter, uh, the International Development Manager of Nutterland, a Germany-based organic group. Uh, how are you, Ms. Chitwan and Mr. Schluter?
0: Uh, well, I'm I'm good. I'm in Manila, and uh, I'm very excited about this partnership that we will talk about today.
1: How about you, Mr. Marco? How are you from Germany? It's early morning in your time zone.
2: Yeah, early morning or uh, already? I think a reasonable morning time, nine thirty here, and we have actually the mm-hmm. biggest organic fair um, starting today, but. Mm-hmm. Due to Corona, it's now all digital. So uh, I will join the fair digitally, as well as I join this podcast digitally. So, but I'm 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 excited about the opportunities and that we can still move on to bring our organic course forward, despite difficult times.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good to hear. Maybe we could ask first Miss one and afterwards Mr. Marco. What is this new partnership between EcoStore and Naturland is all about, from the perspective first of EcoStore, Miss Chit?
0: Hi, um, thank you for that question. You know, uh, Echo Store has been promoting uh, organic products from from inception. And I myself, being one of the founders of Echo Store, I have been uh, in organic, uh, I would say the organic movement, if you will, since 2004, actually, a long time ago. And I came across uh, the name of Naturland, Uh, you know, in a seminar or in a conference I attended in Africa in 2004 on Organic Coffee. So Mm -hmm. the name, you know, the name uh, has been uh, familiar to me for many years. And then a little more than a year ago, uh, Mr. Schluter was brought by a common friend to Echo Store Mm -hmm. And when I heard he was from Naturland, I said, of course, I know Naturland. And I think he was the one who was surprised because not not a lot of people actually are familiar with the certifying bodies, with farmers' organizations. So, uh, you know, from maybe 18 months ago, uh, Marco and I met. And from there, we started to uh, think about how we can work together to make the organic movement in the Philippines stronger by having consumers uh, have access to organic certified products. Because you can just say it's organic. You know. Some people even confuse hydroponic with organic. They think, they, they think that anything green that grows from out of the ground is organic. Uh, But having had experience in organic certification many years back, uh, Marco and I almost spoke the same language right away. So I was very excited. And so one year after, uh, we formed, we forged a partnership between Naturland and EcoStore so that we can make the products available, not just for export markets, but also for our local consumers. Because right now it's COVID, it's a pandemic, people are looking for safer products, cleaner food, and a certification by Naturland, of course, assures the consumer that what he or she is buying has been certified by a third-party certification ensuring that the food is really safe.
1: Thank you, Miss Chin. For you, Mister Marco, this has been a partnership in the making even before the pandemic. So, how big and how important is this partnership from the
2: perspective of Naturland? Yes, um, I think both organizations are pioneers in, in in their field. So, EcoStore is and was one of the first going in the direction of sustainable food, organic food, authentic food in the Philippines. Uh, Naturland is was established. Uh, um, in 1982, so you can say we are almost uh, celebrating our 40th uh, birthday, and we were the first in Germany. We are it's a farmer association. Yeah, we are we are a farmer association that also offer certification, not the other way around. It's very important. We have uh, we are close to uh, 100,000 farmers uh, that we have uh, certified our members uh, within the naturland uh, community. So, and in the 80s we were the first one starting in, in Bavaria actually. In, in Germany and then extending to Germany, but then we were the first one um, also taking up uh, um, a tea farm in Sri Lanka. So this was the start of our international work, and since then it has developed steadily. And so from this part it came natural that we look where we have partners in, in the Philippines. We have more than three thousand farmers uh, certified according to our Tulan standards already. So we were there mainly for the export, but we also have to consider that the basic idea of organic is of course to have a uh, Local value chains, so that farmers can also say locally. That we help and and promote organic and and in, in, in the context of, of local value chains, local markets, and 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 Philippines, of course, I mean have been for me personally a very exciting place. Um, so I visited it regularly now before the uh, corona pandemic. And then, yeah, as, as, as Pasita said, we, we met naturally, organically, um, so this was a <laughs> kind of destiny. And since then, we thought, That's okay, good. There is, yeah, so there is, there is a, sometimes uh, it, it works, sometimes not, and in this case, it worked very well, and in my opinion, the, uh, the philosophy of both fits well together, and uh, we like to support this this pioneering. And also that we saw, I mean, I, I talked to many stakeholders. I made a kind of, 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 of investigation of the of the, of the uh, situation in, in the Philippines. And what is really needed is that you have uh, the consumers need orientation where they can trust. Yeah, they they might. Uh, I mean, the market, the organic market in the Philippines is very, there is something, but it's very disorganized. So consumers, are, and it's very mixed, you find uh, different labels you find sometimes organic, but not lab- there's no certification behind. So it, you find many, the only really one labeled as the one coming from US or Australia, a little bit of, of, of Europe. And I, I mean, I got a little bit terrified when I saw you, um, an US product of coconut. I was a coconut oil or coconut, whatever it was, I can't remember, but it was produced in the Philippines but imported from the US. And I think this cannot be what we wanna do. Yeah, I mean, so it's also to create the, the value added in your country for the products you, you produce. So this is, let's say, the driving force. We are, we are non-profit. We want to promote organic farming. We have, of course, one tool, which is called certification. So we have our own standards that the farmers, our members, decide on themselves on. So the standards are going, let's say, be beyond the requirements that government standards normally set. So there's a... And, of course, what is also... we. Our farmers are part of the community, so we care for them. We talk with them. We visit them, so we know our farmers. It gives additional value and additional credibility to to, to the products, and the, that the consumers can uh, even more trust. Yeah, that's not only the state certification, which is also something, of course. I don't say anything against, but uh, we give an extra layer on it. Yeah, so it's actually if you buy a natural product, normally it's a it's a it's a government certification plus a private standard. So there's even um, let's say more more security. So the farms are even better taken care of. And I think that's it. And and we saw actually this partnership, uh, the vision that ECOST also had to to, to move on to develop further to see the chances in the market from their perspective and what we can bring as a a grassroots movement also, helping to increase the credibility, having information, Um, this fit well together. And this is the way it formed. And Corona was good enough to uh, make the cooperation more challenging but it was not a good enough to stop uh, the partnering starting and that's what happened now with let's say let's say one year delay um in the way we wanted to do it or mm-hmm. perhaps even nine months but uh, i'm the more happy is that that, that that we could kick it off now because i think there is a huge potential for organic in the philippines with so many aspects Mm-hmm. Because we shouldn't forget, organic in the Philippines, there was a movement from the church driven in the beginning since the 1970s. And many grassroots organizations are there. Mm-hmm. But basically on, on production, how to do it better, which is great. But what is really the connection between farmers and, mm-hmm. and the consumers? This was really mm-hmm. missing.
1: Sure, you mentioned earlier that you have uh, more than 3,000 Nutterland farmers in the Philippines right now. And to be clear, before the pandemic and even before this partnership, all their products are only for the export market and nothing is sold or only a few is sold in the domestic market?
2: I mean, we're talking about now the natural certification and the the purpose of, of, of joining us was mainly to open up markets in Europe and in Germany. But of course, those partners, we have different partners and some partners, I mean, we are engaged in the Philippines since the mid of the 1990s. So it's also... Also, to make clear, we are very connected to Philippines. It's, uh, then I think if I count right, something like 25 years. So that's uh, that's something. And on the other hand, those those members, they sometimes, pretty, oh, often they produce other things. They sell it on the local market. Yeah, and and and, and some are more for only export or whatever. This is really depending. But uh, what we want to do now, we want to give more than, let's say, the one cash crop for export. We want to broaden this and saying, look, you're certified in use it and sell also, for example, your muscovado sugar, your coconut virgin oil, your turmeric tea or whatever. You can also sell it as Naturland and be part of the next step from EcoStore Naturland in this case, and, 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 and perhaps showing the advantages to consumers, promote organic together, and for them, of course, also having new market opportunities.
1: Mm. Uh, let's talk about how do you see organic farming growing in the Philippines, given the preference for rice and other cash crops. Uh, Let's go first with Sir Marco, with your experience with the Philippines, and then with Ms. Chitwan for next.
2: You know, um, what I observed in in, in Southeast Asia, and perhaps also China is the same, that you had organic was was very much driven by the opportunity to get uh, money for cash crops exporting. This was a long time, the driving force. Yeah, of course, you had grassroots movements in the Philippines. And so, so and then you had the Philippines, the element of self-sustaining, because you have many farms remote in remote areas where you have not even access to the, to any, uh, how you say, distribution channels. So that is anyway for self-sustainment. So this is the other part. So, but it's also very local or very export-driven. Now, what we could see in Asia the last perhaps 10 years is that you have um, more local markets, domestic markets developing. Still, exports are, I think, by far the most important. But, for example, China China has become the fourth biggest organic market in the world. Yeah? Next to US, Germany, and I think it was it France, if I remember well. I mean, then, then, then China is there. So I don't have the numbers for, for, for this year, but there was something like, one year ago, there were numbers of, uh, I think, close to 9 billion euros uh, turnover. So it's, it's a kind of local market, you can say, in Southeast Asia and uh, China region. And also the Philippines. I mean, I it was, of course, we have to see, I mean, Corona is a big question take, um, how markets will develop. But the Economic Forum of Davao was uh, saying, it's not, I mean, it's something, uh, it's, it's, it's a serious source. They said they expect Philippine middle class to outspend the Italian middle class by 2030. So, and this was, a, uh, when I looked into this, I really, I, I looked also by, it was um, normally by 2020 already, it was said that by, um, Purchasing power, the uh, the Asian Asia will have um, the highest share of, of GDP, not in total nomina but purchasing power, and this was so. I think there is a really economic shift to Asia. Of course, now we see also a worldwide the different regions. Uh, it's not anymore one global order. I mean, there's a lot of, of of confusion politically, and then of course the pandemic. So, but still, you can say the economic shift towards Asia and Asia becoming more important, having a middle class developing very strongly in Asia and also Southeast Asia, including Philippines, will be there. And I personally expect talking to many people in Philippines that there will be also a strong recovery in the Philippines um, from the pandemic, although you are among the hardest hit in Southeast Asia. This is as far as I saw the figures, so that's, that's also true. But I still think, and so what I see, the people becoming in the urban areas, very interested in looking for healthy options. Yeah, having good natural food. And then they're looking, what, what is there? And and we want to offer a good concept, um, credible, let's say a credible choice so that consumers can make an informed choice and say, look, this is really good organic products. This is certified by private standards, potentially also by government standard. So and then consumers, and if you choose this product, you can be quite sure it's a good product. And I think that's just helping consumers to get to provide orientation. And I think there's a huge chance um, although there is, of course, a hard hit with the pandemic, but uh, nevertheless, I'm very optimistic um, that, that that good organic food will play a, a, an increasing role in the future.
1: Thank you, sir. How about you, Ms. Chituan? Uh, you've been in the industry for so long for decades now. How do you see it growing further, especially like what uh, Mr. Marco said on problems of the supply chains locally?
0: I think the Uh, problem or the challenge for us is actually just awareness. If people are more aware, and thanks to people like you in media, if people are more aware that organic is really the safer way to go, right now, everyone is thinking of health. Everyone is thinking of safety. So good food, clean and safe food is really at the top of the list. Like, Jasper and I were talking a while ago why people still prefer tilapia to galunggong uh, galunggong Togong, yes. instead of tilapia Galapia. or why Filipinos prefer rice to bread and it's really very cultural but rice the, i know that organic rice would be rice that is grown by you know the slow food farmers uh, they don't use the hybrids that use the pesticide. They don't use the GMO uh, seeds. So they they are natural and organic. So uh, I think if people knew more uh, about the difference and about the advantage of uh, having organic. organic rice, which mm-hmm. we eat almost three times a day, <laughs> I think they'll shift to organic. So we had a very good conversation in our... In our meeting uh, last uh, a few weeks ago with Mr. Arvin of Thailand, mm-hmm. nobody wanted to believe him when he invested in organic rice growing. Mm-hmm. But when he saw that uh, the farmer had the baby in a in a front pack, alam mo yon yung kasabit yung baby sa uh, Yes. Uh- the baby is in front, and at the back of the farmer is a knapsack of pesticide. <laughs> he couldn't, he couldn't take it. And I think Jasper, mm-hmm. you will see that in some of our farms. Mm,
1: yes, locally. Mm-hmm.
0: Locally, mm-hmm. and the farmer thinks he has no choice.
1: Mm-hmm. At
0: the same time, the consumer says, uh, well, I don't know where to buy organic." You know, mm-hmm. so that's what our partnership is trying to address. One is to help the farmers who are organic to get to a supply chain. And two is to help the consumer who is looking for a safer product. Mm-hmm. So it's making this, the farmer and the consumer meet. Hopefully we just echo store virtually as the middleman, if you will, <laughs> or the or the place uh or the place to carry all these safer products. Mm -hmm. So I think it will grow. I think organic farming will grow for as long as the consumer demands it. Mm -hmm. Just like with coffee, my experience Mm -hmm. in coffee Mm -hmm. is that people will say, nobody will buy coffee that's more than this amount. Mm -hmm. Now, it's crazy. (laughs) When we said, you must know the origin of your coffee. Now, everybody is willing to pay higher for fair trade coffee because they know the farmer gets this much. And by Mm -hmm. the way, Naturland also has a fair certificate, right, Marco? Because I just got a question from a coffee roaster this afternoon Mm -hmm. saying, asking... Is there a local fair trade certification? I said, I know Naturland has. Because this is a product that's being inquired for Europe. So you mm-hmm. see, if the consumer, like the Europe importer, Perhaps. European importer,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Demand.
0: demands mm-hmm. organic, then we, we have no choice but to toe the line. Mm-hmm. So the consumer must ask for it. Like we always tell that's consumers, true. you are a co-producer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what you will buy is what the farmer will grow. Or in Mm -hmm. this case of galunggong, (laughs) what you will buy is what the farmer will fish. Mm -hmm. And he's not going to sell you tilapia. He's going to sell you galunggong. The power is with the consumers.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, With the COVID-19 pandemic as our context today, what were the changes in the consumer awareness that you, are, you observed last year, Mr. Marco, and you also mentioned earlier uh, that uh, consumers become more health conscious, but uh, could you expand more on that in terms of their, con- uh, on their awareness, particularly for organic products during the past year?
2: I think you, you refer now for the consumers Philippines, which are probably something that Pasita has to answer because she, she, she I think, was present for my other my, uh, continent observation on, on the Philippines. Of course, I thought, I mean, during the pandemic, People, of course, had other things to, 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 to think about because it was life-threatening. You had lockdowns everywhere in the world, in the Philippines, a very tough one. Um, I can, perhaps, but one observation from Germany, what we saw is that the sales in organic were continuing to increasing in the pandemic because people had to stay home. Of course, they're also becoming more poor because of economic uh, uh, impacts. On the other hand, if you cannot make a nice holiday or, or, or other things to spend, you want at least good food. And for those consumers who are already health conscious or thinking about it, I mean, one thing you, go, you got extra, you had more time to think. So actually, people thought, I mean, we even saw that uh, people started to invest in certain things, they interested even stronger. So those health conscious consumers looked into it more, and we could see increase in organic uh, purchase. Yeah, of course, not in the, in the restaurants. And so this we could see what I see from the Philippines, but it's more of Pasita to tell us, of course, the, the, the other thing which happened worldwide is let's say the e-commerce. And I think that's what where Pasita is also also on. And that's and also the, the strategic vision of Ecosol that we like also investing in, in this domain because many shops were not anymore visible or, or people try to uh, limit mo- mobility. So online purchase, online offers there, but I don't think that the pandemic was the moment to increase the awareness. But um, it's continued, at least in Europe, to grow. And there were new models developing, satisfying those needs already existing. But uh, that's at least my view.
0: So uh, I saw that during the pandemic, of course, we closed our mall stores and we just uh, shifted to online. And everybody is looking for the products, virgin coconut oil, turmeric tea, and these are the products that we have that's naturally certified, you know.
1: Especially when the with the virgin coconut oil, mom, when it has uh, it had, it had clinical studies that it was that's right that it is effective uh, against the virus, coronavirus.
0: So mm-hmm. with the uh, with the turmeric also being one of the health um, uh, health drinks, uh, you know, we're selling turmeric tea. Uh, in different sizes and all that. And then, uh, of course, everybody wants to use sugar, but uh, I never sold white sugar ever in Echo Store. We always sold our Alter Trade Muscovado from 2008. You know, we've been selling them uh, Alter Trade. And then also coconut sugar is a big uh, because now people are. Uh, Aside from COVID, of course, every other person, we have a very high incidence of diabetes in the country. So people shift to coconut sugar rather than uh, white sugar. Or the next best thing is muscovado, uh, which they also like. And so even if you just look at these four products for now, virgin coconut oil, muscovado, coconut sugar, and turmeric, these are all consumables that people who are, uh, you know, who care about their health would always consume. And you know, the price is not uh, uh, the price is all different because the virgin coconut oil. Some people even buy four liters of virgin coconut oil. It, it's really amazing, you know, four liters. Can you imagine? You know, um, and then there's been a lot. And then last Christmas, because we make a lot of gift sets or hampers as you call it, a lot of people put virgin coconut oil turmeric. You know, it's like it's called the the health essentials. So then
1: you uh, put another the new Christmas basket ma'am?
0: Yes, the new Christmas basket. <laughs> it's no longer in fashion to put all these high sugar, high sugar things or high fat or thingy. Or corned beef, you know, <laughs> or ham. And now with mm-hmm. like I was telling you, Jasper, with pork prices on the rice, mm-hmm. and then with avian flu, and then mm-hmm. beef has food and foot and mouth disease, people are turning not only organic but plant-based. Based. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's another food trend mm-hmm. that we must yeah. think about.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I asked that question because a few weeks ago. The, state, the, the inaugural State of Organic Produce 2020 report was released. And that report showed that sales of organic products in the U.S. grew by 14% last year to so $8.5 billion. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the U.K. alone, the U.K. Soil Association said that their organic market was up 12.6% last year. Wow. And when we searched uh, another land grower, uh, Mr. Antona Aderer of Lower Bavaria, said in an online report that uh, the pandemic did help uh, accelerate marketing organic products during the pandemic. Wow, you did your
0: research. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think, Mama,
1: do we have such data in the Philippines if we don't have, which I think is not surprising? Why is that so? And do you think it's important for the government or even together with the private sector to have a, uh, a statistics or data on the organic market in the Philippines?
0: I think we should I think we should start uh keeping you know taking stock of uh, of what we uh, of what we have in terms of uh figures no mm. uh, but I would safely say that uh mm. healthy food definitely will jump up by double digit digits yeah mm. every year yeah. and if only we had the baseline for organic and I don't know maybe mm. Naturland can do a little more research or Mm -hmm. probably start a baseline, then we can safely assume that what happens in the US and the UK will be reflected in the Philippines uh, Mm -hmm. in terms of rise of uh, demand for safer Mm -hmm. products.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And do you think,
1: uh, Mamchit and Sir Marco, that price of organic products is still a concern for Filipino consumers? Is it hindering them from shifting or buying organic products just uh, like for example just last month our President 30 amended the organic law to allow more uh, third party and uh, guarantee GS uh, uh, G- G- PGS? G- P- PGS PGS yeah certification which is cheaper than the
0: what
1: hmm. currently is available in the market
0: I think that uh, that is the way of the world you know I think um, mm. uh uh there is already a clamor for mm. consume BGF. from consumers mm. uh, to have more choices of organic products like mm. as uh, if i can i can again quote mr arvind of mm. thailand he did say that there are 15 million items you can supply to a grocery so mm. there are 15 million mm-hmm. opportunities <laughs> to make them organic. Mm -hmm. And so even for our producers, it's a very, very big uh, silver lining Mm -hmm. that the pandemic has brought upon us. Uh, So I think uh, given that, you know, healthy food, online uh, shopping uh, or Mm -hmm. e-commerce and of course the good name of Naturland, um, Mm -hmm. I think we have a good formula moving forward in making organic a household uh, term and in making Mm -hmm. consumers want the organic version
2: of something. Mm
1: -hmm. How about
2: you, sir, Marco? Um, uh, Yes. I mean, I think, yes, the the price is, of course, overall an issue. But I think uh, organic is a concept and it's it's an offering for for I mean, it's not... It, organic was not developed for a market approach, it was developed to change something um, because they were seeing heavy negative impacts of the uh, green revolution, yeah, of environmental health concerns. So this was a concept. So the question how you put in practice, and I think the key to success is a diversity of approaches in organic because you, you, you don't have one approach, uh, one fits all solution. Yeah, that's also not it's not true for the farm level every farm will find new innovation as a solution it's also uh, true for the market you have different different offering yeah you will have i mean uh, germany is one of the most developed organic markets you have specialized organic uh, supermarkets yeah, only having yeah really uh, you like a normal supermarket uh, with only organic products up to very specialized stores so i think in the philippines uh, now the e-commerce is coming and so the Philippines is still a very unsorted market. So there are many opportunities. So and I think they're sorting out. You have you have still the weekend markets uh, in the Philippines where you can have. If you uh, probably have also good deal, where the price difference is not so high. You mentioned the PGS. Uh, NatuLand is also cooperating uh, with with the Alliance of Municipalities, exactly dealing with this issue. But the PGS is something where you verify without and a third-party certification but you do it let's say on a participatory basis which is very good for a local level yeah and Natuland is now engaging to upgrading the PGS system to something that you can trade also perhaps nationwide so with EcoStore together we might bring a Natuland uh, verified PGS in which is then um, cheaper for the farmers and third-party certification yeah but we only do it on a small scale also because we want to support them the small holders for bigger would be still the third-party one so but at the moment it's very good for local ones so if you as this is the other part, many municipalities you have such a huge level of poverty in the Philippines, and if you have uh, remote areas and other choice, organic can really help fighting poverty. And I can see it in the Philippines where you have you have many uh, many initiatives, particularly by municipalities, you doing this. And we we, we exactly, but also when municipalities we're using organic as an approach to increase yields. And we should not forget, industrial agriculture means a huge dependency. On inputs that you have to buy from industry, yeah, and of course there's money coming, and not many people like to say it because there's also business made. But from a farmer's farmer's point of view, mm-hmm. um, they get dependent. This was actually in the Green Revolution, the, the foundation of, of a kind of environmental organic movement in the Philippines. Mazipak, for example, very strong also with on the on the on the different rice varieties, uh, yeah, in, in the history of the Philippines. Where I said, this is and and other stakeholders, of course, I cannot name all here, but. Uh, this was really one of the, the issues we have to, to get less dependent because farmers got very dependent. They had a huge debt, and the yields didn't increase as much as promised. So this is a, this is the problem. Yeah, that's also the the, the the miss of of let's say the green revolution, and particular for those remote. And that's why many switch to organic because they just don't have a choice. But this is then for very local markets, and it's completely fine. It's not expensive. On an urban scale where you have millions of people living and coming together you need a level of trust that's why certification coming in so we will i mean what what we are working on is having the, the traditional third party one of course we will continue this but having an upgraded pgs that we can get the products from the remote area from smallholders also to the shelves in, in the philippines on a lower level and there are many the other thing is beside of the certification what is your distribution channel what is your marketing system and you have many, uh, or you, I see popping up many initiatives that people buy directly from a farm. So you're kind of consumers, food cooperatives. And I, I, I think it's very great. So the diversity of, of, of access to organic products um, will make mm-hmm. organic affordable for many, many people, um, uh, at least in, in in the urban city, but even in, in the remote areas, if it's in a PGS or municipality level.
1: Yeah, you're right, sir. We, we saw last year the rise of uh... Uh, millennial driven, uh, middlemen mm-hmm. uh, selling farm to table uh, goods, yeah. farm to table through social media, through Facebook, uh, cutting off all the chains in the uh, in the domestic. But value also chain. Jasper,
0: an interesting uh-huh. uh, development mm-hmm. in the organic movement in the Philippines is the League of Organic Municipalities. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, Marco had been working uh, with. A league of municipalities who are all organic. In the Philippines. So, yes, in the Philippines. So, Mm -hmm. they call him LOMSI, a league of organic municipalities uh, and cities in the Philippines. And, you know, they want to band together because they are not really an activist in terms of refusing the Mm -hmm. industrial companies, (laughs) but they want to empower the people in their municipalities. They want to empower the farmers. Mm -hmm. And this also ties up, of course, with my ties to slow food movement, etc. And uh, you might call us food activists, but actually Mm -hmm. what we want is just uh, good, clean and safe food. Mm -hmm. So if we can teach the consumers or if we can share with the consumers what to look for, uh, whether it's Mm -hmm. BGS, it's Naturland or uh, any kind of assurance that... uh, Mm -hmm you know, what they're buying is really safe and clean, then I think we will get more consumers to demand, okay, not just coconut oil, not just coffee, not just rice, but what are other staples? There is a organic certification for shrimps, for fish, fish. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, meat, for and meat, all that. Yes, yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, I would like to ask, Ma'am and
1: Sir Marco, is it possible to... Or, have organic production in the urban areas because one of the biggest thrust today of the government, as part of the plant can plant Plan program, is the urban agriculture. Especially with the context again of the COVID nineteen pandemic. Uh, let's start first maybe with Ms. Chit.
0: Okay, in my limited understanding, I would say limited because Marco is there. No. <laughs> uh, in organic organic systems, you mm. do need. Uh, some kind of distance from pollutants mm-hmm. So you know if you have buses running around in the city, <laughs> your building must be so high so that you can pass organic standards because or you cannot, you cannot change the standards because it's urban mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. there are organic standards period and so like for me I have I have a farm, One Mm -hmm. I call a natural farm and the other one's organic because the other Mm -hmm. one, I call it just natural. I cannot call it organic because it's beside the main highway. Mm, But I have a farm that you have to travel three kilometers inwards. That is really organic. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that we have enough brains in Congress to define and enough researchers to define what should really be classified as organic like, even before mm-hmm. the certifiers come because we don't want to put the punishment on the certifier, mm-hmm. you know. But I think when they craft a law, the organic law, etc., mm-hmm. they must also be cognizant or mindful of what is defined as really organic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like I said, not not everything that's green and comes out of your soil is organic, <laughs> you know. So uh, I think there has to be more information so that we're all talking. Uh, we're all looking at the same page.
1: Okay. How about you, yeah. Sir Marco? Is it possible to have uh, organic production in urban areas? Like, you know,
2: but... yes. I mean, from education, I'm an economist, and I actually am a practical market gardener from education. So. I always like if people uh, yeah. making their fingers a bit on hands dirty and, and producing food, and, and they, they don't lose the connection. I think this is always mm-hmm. a good thing. If you talk now, is it? Uh, uh, and I have seen. Let me. I mean, I I, I think in Asia, you have many cities overcrowded, mm-hmm. and they wish to do some food. So I've seen rooftop gardens mm-hmm. in Hong Kong. Yeah. So where you see in the background yes. the McDonald's mm-hmm. sign <laughs> and on the top of a roof, you have some, some boxes <laughs> <Yes>. with uh, <laughs> soil in a way you grow something for educational things. And I've seen uh, mm-hmm. city farms in Singapore, even indoor, when you have it in, in, mm-hmm. in the 14th floor of, 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 of an apartment, you have it completely. So you use organic seeds, but only artificial light and everything, and also outside where you have the sorts mm-hmm. of organic. But I think if you talk about, can it be, is it according to the standards existing? Probably not. Um, mm-hmm. Because, uh, I mean, what mm-hmm. one principle of organic in most parts of the world is it's soil bound. So that there's real soil. Um, as, as a basis mm-hmm. I think it's very important and of course the other part of course is mm-hmm. uh, which is we, we, we have to I mean uh, I, I think the rooftop uh, garden in Hong Kong I was amazed and also for education for, for um, pupils mm-hmm. to understand how food is produced it's fantastic I would be interested and I mm-hmm. haven't uh, seen data yet what is about the, the pollution on the food because that I think I mean then we are back on the head so if, if you find a, a way um, that this is fine. I'm, I'm not against this. And I think it's good to support those movements because, I mean, if you see less crowded cities where you have perhaps outside area, I mean, I'm, I'm coming from Hamburg, a sea town or near sea town in, in north of Germany. Mm-hmm. And we have mm-hmm. also many gardens, but there the, the air in, in many regions very clean in the city. Yeah. So, and there, I don't have any problem with gardening, mm-hmm. but if you have it done very crowded where you don't have almost no green left, then, of course, we have to, or, or people have to ask how healthy is it? But, so, that means, no, at the moment it will not be certified organic, but it can be. It can be a good mm-hmm. thing that people get close to food production, that they understand how it works, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. can be a hobby. I mean, uh, uh, it can be everything. So, and there are also many ways. So, I think this is something we should support, but with common sense, looking on what, uh, how healthy these are, um, helping them to, to, to help the systems, because I think it's good that people deal with food and, and finding their approaches. Yeah, the certified soil bond um, organic farming that, that, that as, as we know and it's certified, that's something of course, it, it's, it's also fantastic. It, it, it can, let's say, offer a lot to our challenges towards environment and, and, and poverty reduction. But urban farming is something, let's say different. And in the best case, they're based the base idea on organic. So I think these ideas we should support. Yeah. But it doesn't need to be, I mean, but this is done mm-hmm. between families. I mean, the, the certification plays here also a different, uh, uh, not, not so important role. So I think it's it's a question, it's not the first question you ask. It's more the question how you organize it that you can produce on an urban level, good, healthy food. And supporting this ways. It's, it's it's a helpful tool. Yeah, also to have uh, people getting independent or more independent. But it's not so much a question if it's certified mm-hmm. organic, because it's, it's a family doing itself and eating themselves. So, They know what they put on it and they can decide Mm -hmm. if they want to eat it. Oh, it's a group of families. And so, so that's,
0: yeah, actually that brings me to our vegetables in Benguet Mm
2: -hmm. where the
0: farmer set aside a small plot for their own consumption. (laughs) Yes, Mm ma'am. And then the rest, you know, this Jasper, and then the rest are for selling. So I said, Mm -hmm. why, why do you separate, uh, or even in Cavite, you know, there are pineapples. That mm-hmm. uh, are saved for us as neighbors, mm-hmm. and there are pineapples that are sold to the public. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, farmers know, you know, they're not they're not clueless, mm-hmm. but sometimes Marco is right. They have no choice. Sometimes mm-hmm. they fall prey because of debt. They fall prey mm-hmm. to unscrupulous traders, traders. because mm-hmm. because they have to borrow money, so they have to use this seed, they have to use this fertilizer, they have to use this pesticide. Mm-hmm. But if you can remove that shackle from the farmer and let him plant his own food, he knows what to plant.
1: Mm-hmm. I asked that question because we saw last year the rise of new urban farmers from Lantitos plantitas, and ah, like yeah. for example in a sec- in a sector in the Manila in Tondo they converted the yeah. ideal soccer field into a vegetable farm. So I just thought if they, meet, they, could, if they would well, be I, I organic, think, then they could have an additional market, which would mean additional income.
0: And I think if you will really uh, be true to the organic way of farming or like permaculture and all that, mm-hmm. I think you also need some animals. So it's really a diverse environment. And so, mm-hmm. uh, well, probably in Tondo, they probably have chickens running around. Right. Uh, but I was scared there when I saw that they were planting vegetables on the toxic pile up in Smoky Mountain. That <laughs> one, I, I sort of could not yet accept because mm-hmm. this is toxic land to begin with. And then they started planting vegetables. But then there's so much, there's so much discussions yet mm-hmm. to be made. Mm-hmm. But at least we have an organic law uh, mm-hmm. We must just, you know, uh, implement it. Mm-hmm. And, and I, yeah, and and <laughs> I think we should make consumers aware because at the end of the day, if there are no buyers, why mm-hmm. produce? You know, so you have to make the consumers want it to be organic. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you, Miss Cheet and Mister Emarko. That's all my questions, and this is your time to uh, encourage and entice our listeners toward Organic and uh, to promote the, the partnership between Naturland and EcoStore, Ms. Chit and then Mr. Marco.
0: Okay. So thank you very much for giving us this opportunity to uh, tell you about our partnership with Naturland. A very esteemed name and it's a non-profit. <laughs> I think you have to stress on the fact that Naturland is a non-profit spell the myths that Organic only makes certifiers rich. Okay, <laughs> So <laughs> my appeal is to make the consumers more conscious of the purchases they make in terms of the essentials, such as sugar, turmeric, virgin coconut oil, coconut sugar, rice, coffee, and to make sure that these products are organic. Because after all, we we take them in. It's our body. It's our responsibility. And it would help if consumers... Uh, took more time to study what organic is all about. And we welcome questions. We have our Facebook, our website. Uh, Mm -hmm. They can always ask us on social media if they have any questions about organic products and our partnership with Naturland. Thank you very much, Jasper.
2: Sir Marco? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, I'm so excited that uh, despite our big differences that I have not uh, been visiting the, uh, the Philippines since now one, more or less exactly one year, that we can still talk and be connected. And it shows that, that we are somehow also a worldwide community. And I think worldwide community, I mean, this is needed because we are facing as humanity, such big challenges on the environmental scale. If you look on climate change, the biodiversity loss, but also um, in general. So I think that's fantastic that, that we can give this more contribution, of course, to make the world um, a bit better. And I think Land is very proud that we can help on the Philippines uh, to give um, farmers support, but also the consumers a choice to, to live a more sustainable life because this is so much needed um, to, 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 to heal our earth back, to offer an alternative um, because we, we have too much egoistic driven uh, lifestyles in the past and, and, and we, we all see, I mean, we could see the, the uh, corona pandemic, at least uh, see many discussions, think about how we have to change our lifestyle. And I think this partnership with EcoStore is, of course, on the one hand, a small step, but it's also a big step, let's say, for organic in the Philippines in, in, in this direction. And so I'm very happy. I mean, the, the, the call to the consumers is and to farmers, we need you all to participate. It's not, a, it's not just a one way, it's really, we need interaction, we need your engagement, and uh, to, to make this change happening also for a healthier life, but also for a more sustainable future.
0: Thank you for listening to the Business Mirror podcast. For a broader look on business, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Business Mirror. Until next time.